it? Go to the first scripture found in 2 Timothy 3 verse 1. And the Bible says, and the, the heading of this portion of scripture says, the dangers of the last days. That's where we are at this present moment, family. You know, you don't have to do much. You just switch on your television or look around you and you see that we are living in the last days. Amen. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3, 1, it says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. Another translation says, in the last days there will be very hard times. And that's exactly what we're facing right now as believers, family. As the body of Christ, not only as the body of Christ, but in general, we are facing very difficult and hard times. We see wars, we see things changing. I mean, look at this pandemic. It's very difficult and hard times. In verse 2, it says, For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God disobedient to their parents and ungrateful they will consider nothing sacred they will be unloving and unforgiving they will slander others and have no self-control they will be cruel and hate what is good they will betray their friends be reckless be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God they will act religious but they will reject the power that could make them godly Stay away from people like that. Now, family, I want to focus on the first part of the scripture because, you know, and I'm not going to preach doom and gloom, but this is the reality that we find ourselves in. And as the church, we need to do something about that. You know, we need to take up our stand. And so now more than ever, family, we need an intervention. We need God to show up. Now more than ever, don't you agree that we need divine help? Say that, divine help. We need supernatural help. Amen? You see, if we are ever going to make it through these last, hard, very difficult times, we need God to show up for us. Do you agree with me? So guess what? I have good news. I have the best news ever. In fact, this is the best news ever. You and I, as born-again believers family, we have help available to us. You and I have the most important person on the planet today available, ready, and willing to help us, to be our help. Now, you're probably sitting there thinking, is he talking about the president? Is he talking about some superhero, some superman? You know, if I ask my child or my children, who's the most important planet? They'll probably say um, superman or spiderman. But I'm not talking about that, that family. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. You see, family, you should be more excited than that about the Holy Spirit. There's no greater resource in our everyday life than the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. There is no greater resource in our everyday life than the person of the Holy Spirit. Say that with me. There is no greater resource in my everyday life than the person of the Holy Spirit. You see, family, we know there's tough times and there's difficult times that we're facing, right? But just like the Holy Spirit was present at creation, how many of you remember that? Remember in the Bible it says in Genesis 1, he hovered over the darkness and the void. There was, there was nothing happening. It was void and he was hovering over there. Just like he was present in Isaiah 59, if you go study that portion of scripture, you'll find that at that point in time in the history of Israel, there was darkness, violence, evil, and hopelessness over the, the nation of Israel at that time in Isaiah 59. But guess what? The Holy Spirit was hovering. He was present. And family, just like he was present then, he's present right now with us during this difficult hard times that we as believers are facing amen now you should be more excited come on i need some encouragement up here family you see he's present with us right now he's your very present help in times of trouble you know i'm sure most of us know about the holy spirit if i ask you by a show of hands we know about him right we've heard about him 
we know who he is, but if we just allow him to do what he has to do, allow this revelation to take place, it will change the trajectory of your life. How many of you sitting here have had a mobile upgrade? You know, a cell phone upgrade? You've had a cell phone and now you've had an upgrade. You get a new phone with better features, better camera for the selfies. We have an upgrade. You know what an upgrade is? It's better features. Or even in terms of a flight, if you get upgraded from business or from economy class to first class, business class, it's better features, right? Do you agree with me? A better seat, it's a level up. So consider this message an upgrade. How many of you have enjoyed those benefits of an upgrade? The better phone, right? Upgraded to a better seat, a better legroom. So if we have an upgrade family, and if I had to upgrade my phone and I had it sitting there waiting available, but I did not take up that offer, would it benefit me? Of course not. It would not benefit me. Do you agree with me? It would just be waiting there standing there waiting for me to take up the upgrade but it's up to me to make the decision to make use of that upgrade likewise family the holy spirit is present he's all around us he's been with us from the creation from the beginning he's right here with us but are we taking advantage of what is available to us is that a depiction of the church today we have an upgrade we have the holy spirit waiting available ready but we still haven't received him. We know of him, we know about him, but is he involved in every detail of your life? Does the most important person on the planet have any place in your life today? Do you know that he's the most important person on the planet today? Let's start right there. That's who he is. He's the most important person on the planet today. Say that with me. The Holy Spirit is the most important person on the planet today. So that means, family, he needs to take that priority or that place in your life. And I'm going to show you over this message how important the Holy Spirit is. You see, for the whole month of March, he's been impressing on my heart to reintroduce the Holy Spirit to the body of Christ. To represent, we know about him, now I'm just going to represent the Holy Spirit to you. You see, sometimes when we're married, or when we have a job, or when we're in relationship with someone, we sometimes tend to take for granted that person. We get into a routine, we know that person's always there, no matter what, that person will remain there, and then we take that person for granted. Do you agree with me? So this is a reminder, or a refresher training that we need to make sure that we reevaluate our relationship with Holy Spirit. You see, fa family, the Holy Spirit is sometimes considered taboo in the church. We have marginalized the Holy Spirit in the church today. Why do I say that? Because we confine Him and we limit Him to our programs and our procedures. We rush through, we rush through the Word. We never allow Him to work and move freely and it's not only in the church service, it's in our everyday lives. We rush through, we get up and we just rush through every single day of our lives, not involving the Holy Spirit. Most people in the church, and I'm not speaking about this church, I'm speaking about the church down the road. You know that other church? You know, they believe or think that the Holy Spirit is a feeling. You know the goosebumps we feel? When we praise or when something happens in the church, you feel that goosebumps. No, family, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's the third person in the Godhead. He's real. He's as real as this water in my hand. And a lot of the times, we don't acknowledge Holy Spirit as a person. We think of Him as a dove. You know, the bird, the fire, the oil. And that's how we refer to the Holy Spirit. He's not. We cannot have a relationship with a person if we don't know that they are a person. Do you agree with me? So we need to first and foremost make sure that we acknowledge Holy Spirit as a person, as the third person in the Godhead. Amen? He's not just the third or the distant third person in the Trinity family. Guess what? He's real. Amen? 
And guess what? He has a personality. That means he wants to become your closest and best friend. He wants to be your lifelong companion. You see, family, what the church and you and I as believers to get, need to get through these tough times is we need to be back into fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power. You shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So what are they talking about? You know, in the upper room experience, they received dunamis power, dynamite working power of God on their lives. And that's what us as believers and almost lifeless church needs today. We tend to forget about the Holy Spirit or we've forgotten about him. We think of him as that distant third person. You see, if the Holy Spirit was sent to give Christians the power to live a victorious life, why are so many of us despondent and defeated and give up? Why are so many believers disheartened, dejected, on the verge of spiritual bankruptcy? That's unthinkable for the born-again believer. And the reason, family, the church has become this, and so many people have become this, is because we have ignored the most powerful person in the universe. We have quenched the most powerful person in the universe. You see, family, we need to acknowledge that you know, right in the beginning when the Holy Spirit was introduced to the church in the upper room, what happened after that? He permeated every single part of their lives and we started seeing supernatural experiences. It was not incidental, it was not additional, but it was an integral part of the born again believer at the upper room and after that. It was integral. That means that that should be the pattern for our lives. You know what? Supernatural, miracles, we need to see it every day of our lives. Amen? You see, their praying was supernatural. Their preaching was supernatural. They were supernaturally protected. If we remove the supernatural from the book of Acts, what are we left with? Nothing, family. If we remove the Holy Spirit from our lives, what are we left with? Lifeless meaningless words amen you see from acts 2 onwards it is impossible for us to find a single chapter in the book of acts that does not record supernatural things happening every single thing from acts 2 we see was supernatural why because of the presence of the holy spirit nothing has changed for us as believers at the born-again experience, that's exactly what happens to you and I. Amen? Power comes upon us. So why are we not operating in miracles every day? It's getting very quiet. <laughs> I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to everyone else. We need this family as the body of Christ. If we are going to take a stand, we need to make sure that we re-examine the place of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Extraordinary miracles should be an everyday occurrence. Things were happening supernaturally every day when the Holy Spirit came upon them in the upper room. They were naturally supernatural. So this Holy Spirit is available to you and I. Say that Holy Spirit, you are welcome right here, right now. Holy Spirit, you are welcome into my life. Touch me afresh so that I may become more aware of your presence. Allow me not to take one step without you. That's how we should be living our lives, family. That's how Jesus lived his life. If we study the life of Jesus, he did nothing except the Father. How did the Father reveal it to him? Through the Holy Spirit. So if Jesus required the Holy Spirit to, you know, to do ministry, and to walk upon the earth and to do those miracles, why do we ever think that we do not need the Holy Spirit? We need to make sure and examine our lives and see at what place of priority is the Holy Spirit in our lives. 
Let's examine what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, you might be sitting there thinking, you know, Jason is talking and talking. But let's see what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. Do you agree with me? So I'm going to give you some context to our foundational scripture found in John 14, verse 16. So here we see Jesus speaking to his disciples about the coming events. He was speaking about him going to the cross, him being crucified and resurrected. And he was giving them some profound promises. And listen to what he says in John 14 from verse 16. It says, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible just because it gives us, you know, an expansion. It says, and I will ask the Father, and this is Jesus speaking. I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. The Amplified says, counselor, helper. How many of us need help? All of us. There, Jesus is telling us, I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter, another counselor, another helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener. How many of you need strength? And a standby. And listen to this family, that he will remain with you forever. Forever. That's why he's still right here, family. Jesus said, he will give you a comforter. He will give you a counselor. He will give you a helper, an advocate, an intercessor, a strengthener. So why are we struggling in our own strength, in our own limited human ability? Why, family, when Jesus said he has given us a helper, he has given us an intercessor, he has given us a strengthener who will remain with us forever. Verse 17 says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, welcome, or take to its heart because it does not see him or know him and recognize him. Let that not be a depiction of our lives, family. You see, the world, they find it difficult to receive help from the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they do not see him, they do not acknowledge him or recognize him as a person. But you know him and recognize him for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. How awesome is that family? Jesus said the Holy Spirit was important. Do you agree with me? He told his disciples that he was leaving. And we see that over John 14, 15 and 16. But he reassured them that they would be okay. Hours before he went to the cross, he told them, I'm, I will ask the Father and he'll give you a helper. You see, in this life of Christ, there's an upgrade available to you and I. Jesus finished his mission on earth. He's done every single thing he's going to do for us. He paid the price. He is seated. He has now given us or left us the Holy Spirit. How awesome is that, family? So the Greek word in that scripture for counselor comes from the word parakletos. And that simply means somebody who is called in alongside to help us. Somebody who's standing right next to you to help you, to strengthen you, to stand by you, to encourage you. So a paraclete is someone who can do something for you that you cannot do for yourself. Supernatural help. Supernatural assistance. Supernatural counsel supernatural strength someone who can do for you what you cannot do for yourself amen you see he would he said he would send someone to help us there are people in the world today who need help even in the body of christ with so many things and they're turning to things in the world to give them comfort to help them they're looking for help elsewhere they are turning to drugs and alcohol. They are running to family. They depend on themselves. They run to their cousins, their uncles, their father-in-laws. They are turning to all sorts of things. Yet they have the helper, the Holy Spirit available to them. Present to help them. You see the Bible tells us in Zechariah 4.6. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. If anything is going to happen or change or 
you know, change in your life, it is by the power of the Spirit. That's how God gets things done. That's how things change and happen on the earth today. Only by my Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? Your body is a temple. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. To me, family, that is one of the most breathtaking, life-changing, powerful statements in the Bible. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. His breath is inside of you. That same Holy Spirit, family, is the one who, according to Deuteronomy 34, 9, Phil Joshua, Phil Joshua, who conquered so many armies, that same Holy Spirit is inside of you. The same Holy Spirit in Judges 6.34 that filled Gideon and transformed him from a timid, cowering young man into a mighty leader is inside of you. And the most important one, the same Holy Spirit who was the limitless resource, who was the sole source of power for the entire ministry of Jesus lives inside of you, is available to you. He accomplished so much more, and I've just given you some examples. That same Holy Spirit is inside of you, is there to help you. Are we calling on Him to help us? Are we involving Him in every single detail of our lives, every minute of every day? Do we make decisions and ask the Holy Spirit to guide us, to counsel us, to help us? Or are we just living this life, existing day by day without the supernatural power and help that is available to us? That is my question to you, family. You see, we need to settle these important aspects concerning the Holy Spirit if we are ever to level up in our relationship with Him. The first thing that we need to settle is that the Holy Spirit is not just a power. He is not just a presence. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is not the wind or the fire or the dove that we think of. He is the third person in the Godhead. You see, the Bible never refers to the Holy Spirit as an it. So why do we do that? We need to develop a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And the only time you develop that personal relationship is if you consider that person as a person. I don't have a relationship with a tree. Do you agree with me? I'll leave that for another day. You see, if you recognize that he's a person, then you will develop a personal relationship with him. I cannot develop a personal relationship with my wife if I don't, you know, I don't acknowledge her. I ignore her. So we need to develop a personal relationship and realize that he is a person. When you get up in the morning, good morning, Holy Spirit. Like you would greet any other person, good morning, Father. You need to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. You know, so many times we have these lists and we jump out of bed and we need to get the kids to school and we have this agenda. Why not ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what would you want me to do today? What would you like me to do today? Involve him in every single detail of your lives. That's how it should be. Amen. If we recognize that he is a person, we know we will develop a personal relationship with him. People have an idea of who God is, so they say, thank you, God. Okay, do you agree with me? But in their family is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Even in, in his name, how many of you ever refer to him as the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit? Do you agree with me? Yes, the Holy Spirit. Family, I am not the Jason. When you speak to me, do you say the Jason? When you refer to me, do you say the Jason? Likewise, it is not the Holy Spirit. It is Holy Spirit. It's simple things like that, family. He is the third person in the Godhead who is effective and affective in the earth today. So it's Holy Spirit. Regard him as the third person in the Godhead. You see, the Holy Spirit is not forceful. He is faithful. He is not forceful. He is faithful. 
The Bible says, and the word says, he'll remain with you forever, but he will never enforce anything on you. He is faithful, but he's not forceful. It's up to us to involve him, to acknowledge him, to commune with him, to spend time with him. If Jesus needed him, then family, you and I are in definite need of a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus, in all his mentions of the Holy Spirit, uses a personal pronoun. Do you agree with me? He says he as the Holy Spirit. Why? He's referring to the third person. He's a person just like you and I. Just like he referred to himself and said, I'm going away. He said a person, he, the Holy Spirit, will become active and effective on the earth today. And not only that, he, the Holy Spirit, will reside in you and I as born-again believers. Now, all of our teaching as children, I'm, I know all of us have heard about these stories, and we talked about people like Moses and David and Abraham, and we have a better view of those people than we do of the Holy Spirit. And that needs to change, family. He is the most important person in the planet today. Let me qualify that statement because you see, you might be sitting there thinking, he's saying all these things. I want to qualify that to you. You see, I say this because Jesus has already done all he is going to do. At the cross, what did he say? He said, it is finished. His mission, his work was complete. His part of the plan was now complete. And he told his disciples, don't worry, I'm going away. But I'm sending you a helper. How many of you watch wrestling? Or is it, we, it's not, we don't pick up our hands because we're too spiritual to watch wrestling. <laughs> How many of you, you watch tag team? You know when somebody's in the ring and then they go and they tag their partner. And then the tag team partner comes in. It's exactly that. Jesus tagged the Holy Spirit. And now the Holy Spirit is active as our helper, hovering over the void in our lives, the issues, the problems, ready to take action, to help us do greater works on the earth. But are you ready for him to guide you, to lead you? Where does he fit into your routine or my routine? What is the nature of your relationship with him? Do you consider him a distant third person? You see, family, if we don't see him as God, Guess what's going to happen? You treat him as an extra. You go past his power in your life. You don't see him as the active and effective agent of the Godhead. You see the Holy Spirit is here and he has been here right from the beginning of the time. Right from the beginning he was there too. We need to tap into this power like the early church in Acts from Acts 2. Supernatural, the supernatural permeated their lives because of the Holy Spirit. Nothing has changed for you and I as believers, family. The Holy Spirit was there right from creation. The Holy Spirit was sent to help us to live. Say that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was, sent was sent and is sent to help me in every area of my life as a born again believer. So whatever you need help in family, that help is not confined to any limit. Whatever you need help in, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're facing, whatever issue, whatever circumstance, he's going to help you. He has limitless resources. He has limitless power. Why do we think we need to re rely on our uncle and our aunt and our grandmother and our grandfather and our jobs and all the things in the natural when we have the supernatural power of Holy Spirit available to us to intervene, to act on your behalf? All you have to do is make him a priority, invite him and involve him in every detail of your life. You see, God the Father, his title is Father, right? His function is provider. His status is set apart. And where is he? His location is in heaven. Jesus, he's our savior. Where is he? He's seated in heaven. Holy Spirit, he's our helper. 
and he's active on the earth today. God the Father is in heaven, set apart as holy. Jesus is seated in heaven, and Holy Spirit is active on the earth today as your helper. We have made the Holy Spirit less personal because we don't know him. We don't commune with him. We don't have a relationship with him. You see, the Holy Spirit is an extra family. He is essential. Say that with me. The Holy Spirit is not extra. He is essential. He's not the third wheel in your life. Tagging along with the Father and Jesus, trying to get a word in. That's not who the Holy Spirit is. You know, a lot of the times when we need help, how many of you know, you know, you always have someone in mind when you need help. I know that person will help me. I know I can rely on that person. I know I can go to that person. For us, a lot of the time, it's our parents. Do you agree with me? I don't know about you, but for me, knowing that the Holy Spirit is there to help me is the most awesome thing as a born-again believer. You see, there's a Holy Spirit that has been fashioned and formed and suited to help you. You need to know where to go. You need to know what to do. Guess what? Ask the Holy Spirit. For your business, for your job, ask the Holy Spirit. I cannot even begin to tell you how many times I've been stuck. How many times, you know, there's things that I face that I don't even know which way to turn left or, to, or right. But I call on the Holy Spirit. And in that imminent moment when you rely, when you surrender, when you ask Him, when you are open to Him to help you, He will speak to you. He will guide you. That still soft voice. He will speak to you. That peace which you cannot even explain. He will help you. Amen? Why are we struggling? You need to know what to do in business. You need to know what to do in your marriage. You need to know what to do what, with whatever problem you're facing. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. And not only to help you, to take you to the next level so that we walk in the supernatural power of God. That's what we call to do as born-again believers. That's the walk we're supposed to be walking in the supernatural power of God. You see, the world today is looking out there and they're waiting for you and I. How are we going to be set apart by the supernatural miracle working power of God? That's what's going to set us apart from the world. Because up until now, we are, most of us are just blending in. We're existing in the earth. We are called to be the salt and the light of the earth. And the only way that's going to happen is if people witness and see the supernatural power of God working in your life. That comes from being in communion, in communication, and developing a relationship, a close relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen? You see, it does not have to be weird for you to talk to the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's the third person in the Godhead. I do this all the time. A lot of the times at home, you know, my wife probably looks at me and thinks, and she's said this several times, who are you talking to? You know, I'll be in a room, even in the shower, I'll be somewhere in the garage, in the car, and I'll speak. And she'll always often ask me, who are you speaking to? They probably think I'm a bit. <laughs> and I'm, I keep, you know, I know who I'm speaking to. It's the Holy Spirit. Some days, you know, we find it difficult to cope with things. Whatever we face, whatever we're going through, speak to the Holy Spirit. Ask Him to help you. I do that all the time. Wherever you are, you can speak to Him. He's right there. You heard what the scripture said. He's alongside you. He's inside of you. He's everywhere. Amen? Amen? You know, ask him, what are you trying to say to me, Holy Spirit? Wherever you are, what are you planning? Welcome him into every moment of your life. Say that. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I welcome you into every moment of my life. You see, unfortunately, family, there are people in churches today that don't even recognize or acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Yet He's right next to us. He's inside of us. It is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Oh, family, the same power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is available to you and I. 
how awesome is that? If he can raise Christ from the dead, your problem is insignificant. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to say that. But the problems we face are insignificant to the power of the Holy Spirit. Say that. The problem, the issue, the circumstance I face is insignificant to the power of the Holy Spirit. Do not reduce the Holy Spirit to a minor member of the Godhead. Let's not do that, family. You see, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians, 6, 1 Corinthians 2, I'm going to read it to you. 1 Corinthians 2, and I'm going to read from, from verse 9. It says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Already there, I'm excited. I mean, there's no limit here. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Verse 11 says, No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given to us. Family, the wonderful things that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, that God has given to us freely is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Why are we not in communion with Him, asking Him to show us the deep secrets of God, to show us the wonderful things that God has prepared for us? That should be our priority, to be in fellowship with Him so that He can reveal these wonderful things that God has already given to us, family, the church, the body of Christ should not be suffering. We should not be, you know, begging. God has prepared these things a long time ago, but we've neglected the person of the Godhead who's going to actively show us, to guide us, to lead us, to strengthen us, to help us. We've reduced him to a mere dove or the oil. I'm not saying that those are not symbols, but that's what we've reduced him to. Why? Because the devil knows when we get revelation of our relationship with the Holy Spirit, we will soar, family. We'll take up the rightful place that God has intended for you and I as believers. It's not only for heaven. He's not only called us to enjoy this, you know, heaven. He's called us to enjoy it right now on the earth. Let us develop, actively develop this relationship from this day forward, family. You see, the Holy Spirit will reveal what God has prepared for you. And we will have access to the deep secrets of God. So we need to work on that relationship. Amen? Amen. Say this with me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. remove every blockage. Remove every barrier. Remove every backward teaching. Remove every doubt from my mind concerning you. I ask that you help me develop an active relationship with you. Amen. You see, family, we need to peel back the layers all the time, every day. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal more of his character, his nature to you, so that we do not offend him, so that we do not hurt him. Because if he's a person... That means there's things we can do to offend him, to hurt him, to quench him, to ignore him. We need to understand that. And that comes from relationship, from spending time with him every single day. Amen? You see, family, we need to recognize the value of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Say that. I need to recognize the value of the Holy Spirit in my life. Are you getting something, family? John 14, 26, and I'm going to read from the Amplified. It says, But the Comforter, 
And there we go again, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me, listen family, and act on my behalf. He, that's referring to the Holy Spirit, will teach you all things. He will teach you everything, the New Living Translation says. And he will cause you to recall and remind you and bring to your remembrance everything that I've told you. Now that's referring to scripture, but he says he will teach you everything. Whatever we need to know, whatever we face, he will teach us. He will teach you everything. So he's your comforter. Why are we struggling in your own strength? He covers you and comforts you. We need to stop settling for the counterfeit. We need to realize the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need to understand that he has weight and he has the ability to do whatever we need him to do in our lives. You see, he provides rest so we can lean into the Holy Spirit. He's big enough and he's strong enough. And when you have a relationship with him, the end product or the result will be rest, will be peace. So in the midst of whatever's happening around us, you know you've communed with the Holy Spirit and he's spoken to you. You have confidence in him that what he says he will do, he will do. So in the midst of whatever's happening around us, we have peace which surpasses all understanding. That peace is the Holy Spirit that guides us, that leads us, that gives us the reassurance that despite the hard, difficult times that we face, despite the hard, difficult times that's happening around us, we are taken care of. He's guiding us. He'll show you, do this, don't do that, do this, don't invest in this, invest there, open this business, do that, apply for that job, don't go down that avenue, do this. That's the function of the Holy Spirit. He wants to be involved in your everyday life. See, the Holy Spirit teaches, teaches us everything that we need to know. So my question to you is, what do you need to know today? In your job, in your business, in any area of your life, what do you need to know? Because the Holy Spirit says, Jesus said, His Holy Spirit will teach you what you need to know. You and I need to walk confidently because the Holy Spirit is inside of you. We should not cower. We should not walk with our heads down. We should walk confidently because the Holy Spirit is inside of you. Amen? You see, the Holy Spirit speaks what Jesus speaks. He's the voice of the Father. He's the voice of the Godhead. So we do not need to struggle. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is your GPS. And I know I'm reducing him to a GPS, but it's just for an example, for, so I can give you an example. He directs you. How many of you have been in a car where there's a GPS? Sometimes that voice, you know, it tells you, turn left, turn right, reroute. He's, that voice is guiding you. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you, bad friends ahead. <laughs> Wrong turn. Bad business decision. Bad partnership. So he speaks, but are we listening? Sometimes that voice, we tend to, you know, we know the road and even though we know the road, that voice is telling us to do something and it's something different to what we know. And because we're so immune to what we know, we forget to listen to that voice. And even though the voice is telling us to turn left, we continue straight because we do not hear what the Holy Spirit is or we're not listening to that voice. So we need to listen to our GPS. So much of our problems, family, and issues can be avoided if we listen to the Holy Spirit. That impression we get on the inside of us, convincing us, convicting us when the peace leaves, that still small voice that's speaking. We need to stop muzzling the Holy Spirit. We need to stop muzzling the Holy Spirit. Stop putting the mask on the Holy Spirit when he wants to speak to you. Amen? We need to listen to him. Family, the Bible tells us that we have an advantage. It's in John 16 verse 7, Jesus said, It is to your advantage that I go away. 
It is profitable to you. The Holy Spirit is the advantage we have as believers in the body of Christ. Say that I have an advantage, which is Holy Spirit. So we family need to be in close fellowship with him. I've given you four reasons why you need to make sure that that relationship is maintained daily. You need to invite him momentarily into your lives all the time. Say this with me. I have an advantage, which is the Holy Spirit. You see, family, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is omniscient. That means omni, which is all, and scient, knowledge. So he knows, he has all knowledge. So the meeting that you have to go to where they're talking about you, where they're discussing you, or where they're discussing things concerning you, he's already there. Ask him, Lord, what do I need to say to get this business deal? Lord, what do I need to do? Lord, what, whatever you're facing, he already knows it. He's omniscient. He has all knowledge. Why are we not involving him? Because we're depending too much on the natural. If he knows all things and he's omniscient, I need to ask him, Lord, what is it that they are, do I need to do? Where do I need to change? What do I need to, however you need to get him involved in your life family, he knows all things. Amen? Like I said, the Holy Spirit is not forceful. He is faithful. So allow him to take the front seat in your life. Amen? Open the door all the time. Because the door is there, family. But the decision is yours to open that door. I'm going to close with this. There are three types of people. And I don't want you to identify or lift your hands up. I'm not going to ask you to do that. There are three types of people. Number one. We have door shutters. Say that, door shutters. Who are these people? When the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit is knocking, are you a door shutter? What is a door shutter? How many of you know, and I'm sure all of you have seen, you know, those take-a-lot delivery guys. My wife knows them very well. Superbalist, and I don't know all the others. Those delivery guys that come to the door, they knock at the door. What do you tell them? Just leave it at the door. You can just leave it there and go. That's a door shutter. The Holy Spirit is knocking at the door, but you leave him at the door. You don't open that door and allow him to come in. You know about he's there. He's speaking to you. Or he wants to speak. He's knocking. He's tugging at your heart. He's allowing things to move, but you are shutting that door. Are you a door shutter? Spiritually, many of us has been shut off because of various things. Hurt, religion or whatever. We need to open the door. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can transform your life. Amen. Are you a door blocker? <laughs> you stand in front of the door. The Holy Spirit is there. You know He's there, but you're blocking the door. Why? You're too afraid if you let Him in, if you surrender... He's going to take control. You don't want to let go of what he wants you to let go of. We're living one foot here and one foot there. Allow the Holy Spirit as you surrender to take control and do what he needs to do. He requires total surrender. He's not looking for a casual relationship, family. He's not looking for a casual relationship. Or he doesn't just want to come and visit you. Don't be a door blocker. But be a door opener, family. When the Holy Spirit knocks... And you know that anticipated knock, you open the door. Holy Spirit, welcome. Get out of the way. Move and have your way in my life. Do what you need to do. Show me where I need to do. Take me to where I need to go. Whatever you want me to do, I will do. Even in the most difficult situations, when we have to apply forgiveness, when people don't deserve our forgiveness, allow the Holy Spirit to do what you need to do. Allow Him to do what He needs to do. Say, Holy Spirit, I invite you. I open the door. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you empower me. If you can raise a dead body, I know you can help me manage a living one. I release you now to manage my attitude. Manage whatever I'm facing. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, family, when we open the door to the Holy Spirit, He will change you. He will transform you. He will work out every detail of your life. 
but it's up to you to open that door. You see, I cannot wave a spiritual wand over this place and say anointing, come over them, Holy Spirit, come over them. That's not possible. It only comes with a personal, deep encounter with the Holy Spirit. And it continues to grow with fellowship and communion with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You see, our Christian walk cannot stand without the Holy Spirit. It's not just religious mention on a Sunday, oh Holy Spirit, or when we pray, oh Holy Spirit. No, family, we need to have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. We need to open that door, allow Him in, and cultivate that relationship with Him. The Holy Spirit is integral in our lives, just like He was integral in Jesus' life. It demands that we get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. So right now, I spoke about this awesome Holy Spirit. I'm going to invite you to recommit to a fresh relationship with the Holy Spirit. I cannot have a relationship on your behalf with the Holy Spirit. It is up to you. So you need to recommit afresh from this day forward. If you want your life to change, if you want to see the supernatural power at work in your life, then you need to cultivate and have that intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's all stand. I'm not going to embarrass you. We're going to all do this because I feel it's vital for everyone. Now, don't worry about anyone around you. And I know we've run out of time, but just allow me some few minutes. Don't worry about everyone around you. It has nothing to do with them. The relationship is with the Holy Spirit and you. It has everything to do with you. So I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask and you do make this personal family whatever you feel you need to say to the Holy Spirit if you need to ask him to forgive you for ignoring him for quenching him from this moment forward we're not going to do that any longer amen so let's pray father we just thank you for your precious Holy Spirit thank you that you've sent your Holy Spirit to be our helper to be our counselor to be our strength and our standby our advocate our intercessor Holy Spirit we ask that you forgive us right now if we've hurt you if we've quenched you, if we've ignored you, we ask that you forgive us. We know that you are not forceful, but you are faithful. And so we invite you right now into a fresh relationship with us, with me. From this day forward, I make it known that I will involve you and include you in every single detail of my life. I will acknowledge you as the third person of the Godhead, active and effective on the earth today, as the most important person on the planet. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you help me in this relationship, that it goes from strength to strength, that you guide me, that you speak to me, that you teach me. Every single area of my life, I surrender to you, Holy Spirit. Father, I pray for these, your people right now, I thank you that you help them cultivate a more intimate relationship with your precious Holy Spirit. That you help them each and every day develop intimate communion with the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I thank you for a fresh outpouring and touch like in the upper room on each and every person's life here today. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for change and transformation in Jesus' name. We thank you that they will experience supernatural power miracles every single day that they would encounter the supernatural every single day of their lives in jesus mighty name we give you all the glory amen